When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, guys, thanks for coming out. Um, Thanksgiving week It's kind of appropriate. Um, I'm really thankful for the seniors that'll be playing their last game at uh, SHI Stadium. These are the seniors that really have laid the foundation of our program here this second go-round. Um, you know, guys like Maya Nahanatu who came here as a transfer and really didn't know where he was in his career and became really the leader of our team. You know, the elder statesman, the guy who's a mature guy, Deion Jennings, right, who had an up and down career with injuries, but now the last two years has been just a, a phenomenal player for us. Um, you know, you go down the list, Reggie Sutton, a guy that no one thought would or should or could ever play again, and, and look what he's done. So, you know, you go down Isaiah Washington, right? Isaiah had plenty of chances where he could have said, ah, this new coach, what am I doing? Kid from Jacksonville, Florida, instead he stuck it out, and what a what a great example for, for young players that struggle a little bit to see what he's been able to do. And, you know, th there's so many guys. You know, Johnny Langan, right, has just done about everything. One of the officials said to me when Johnny went down Saturday, he said, man, is he okay? And I said, I don't know. He said, man, he feels like he's been playing here forever. And, um, you know, those are the kind of guys that 20 years from now when they come back and Rutgers is winning Big Ten championships and playing in – college football playoffs and winning national championships, they're going to know they're the ones who laid the foundation uh, for this program. So I'm very thankful for them, and I'm sure I missed people. But, um, you know, Kess Abraham, a guy that, if you guys remember, was the defensive player of the year in 2021, and then some, some injuries have sidetracked him. But, my goodness, his attitude is incredible still to this day, is, is the energizer on our team. So. Uh, again, I'll forget people, and it's, uh, I hate to single out, but I just sit here and I am grateful and thankful for the guys. And now we got a great challenge. The challenge is we got to send those guys out with a win, their last game in their home stadium against a very good Maryland team. Uh, when you look at them, really talented offensively. They've got pros on the offensive line, 
at receiver, at tight end, and they certainly have a pro at quarterback. He is as dangerous, you know, as any quarterback in America. And uh, defensively, they're really athletic. I mean, they've got 19 takeaways. You know, when you look at a team that has a bunch of takeaways, they get after the passer. They're really fast. They run to the ball. Their two safeties are as good as there is in America. So they're a really good football team. And, uh, you know, I think they just hit kind of a stretch in the middle of the year, don't really know. But uh, they, they played really well Saturday and had every opportunity to, to knock off Michigan. So we know what we're in for, and uh, it's going to be a battle. Uh, we're, we both find ourselves in a similar position at 6-5. and five, uh, And um, a lot of respect for, for what they do and looking forward to playing the game. So I'll try to help you with any way I can. You know, after playing three of the best defenses in the country the last three games, will this be more of an indication of where your offense is playing against Maryland? Uh, unfortunately, Maryland's really good on defense. You know, I, I think they're somewhere, you know, they're in the top 40 in defense in the country. I was kind of hoping when I throw the tape on that I was going to see a defense that was kind of so-so and we could get back on track. These guys are really good. But that's life, as I said, life in the Big Ten. Um, but, I, you know, our guys – we're beat up. I'm sure they're beat up. It's the end of the season. Uh, I'm not sure at some positions who's going to play. I'm quite frank with you. I'm not going to get into who, competitive advantage, but um, it caught up with us Saturday from a physical standpoint. We, we, we are, we are going to have to really uh, muster it up to be able to play the level of football you're going to need to play to win a game against a team like Maryland. Seniors, <clears throat> when you got here, in what ways did you kind of look to them to kind of help establish your culture and, and kind of guide the younger players through that transition and, and get to where you are right now? Yeah, that's a great question. And um, I made it real clear when I came back the first probably five or six months, you know, it was a crazy year, right? We never had spring practice. We never had training camp. The season gets canceled. Uh, you can't make it up, right? We're having the uh, just insane. If you think back to it. We tried to do our best in a crazy time, and at what cost? You know, they were the only people on campus. They were living down the street in the dorms. We couldn't even drive them. They had to walk in, separated by six feet. If you think back, it seems insane now, but that's what was the recommendations at the time. And all these kids did was trust in us, um, and I'm grateful for that. You know, Some didn't stick around, and I understood that. I never, you know, the first five or six months, I never said, hey, if you don't like it, then get the heck out. I tried to prove to them who we were. And then I'll, I'll never forget, we sat down by the statue, um, by the Scarlet Walk, and it was right before, I guess it was like the beginning of camp, but we were told, don't do too much because the season's probably going to get canceled. So we went out for kind of a run through with no pads on. And I said, this is stupid. So I said, come on over here. And we sat down. I said, look, I don't know what's going to happen, but we've tried to prove to you that we're, we're here to develop you, we're here to help you, we're here to build a program. But you've got to make a decision now. You either have to do it our way or you have to leave. And that was the first time I said that after six months. Um, and the guys who stayed, they've done an incredible job. Has it been all linear? No. Um, but... They believed, they kept trusting in us, and I'm grateful for that. Like I said, they will be the ones, when you look back, that laid the foundation for what we're building and are going to eventually have built here. So, yeah, I'm grateful to them.
What does uh, Tagovailoa do so well? What makes him such a difficult guy to defend and that offense difficult to defend? Yeah, he does, he does just about everything that you would ask a quarterback to do. He throws from the pocket well. He throws the quick game well. He throws the deep ball well. And then when things break down, he creates well. He also, you can tell, runs the offense with precision and ease. You know, he looks very, very comfortable doing it. He's been doing it for a lot of years. He was with Locks down at uh, Bama, and then he came there. So, I mean, he's been in this system for a long time, and you can tell. Um, yeah, he's a very dangerous quarterback. Coach, just to follow up a little bit on what you talked about with the first year, um, you know, do you ever look back and sort of gauge where things are with the program now compared to when you first got back December about four years ago? Do I ever gauge? Not in the midst of what we're doing now. But it, at different times, the beginning and the end of, you know, I, I break the year into parts. So it'll be post-bowl game to spring practice, then spring practice to summer training, then summer training to training camp, then training camp, then the season. So I always look back at those times before and after. One, to see what we did and make sure that we're planning correctly with all the notes and the the after-action reports that we did to make sure that we don't repeat the same errors and ideas that we had coming off. And then afterward, look at so I can write notes that are fresh in my mind. This is what we did well. This is what we need to improve on. Because uh, if you think you're going to remember all the details when it comes time next year, you're kidding yourself. At least I'm not going to. Um, a lot of things happen every year. So that's when I do it. I don't try to do it in the midst of it because um, – the reality is, as I've said to you guys so many times, it's really hard to do what we're trying to do. And any distraction uh, could really be the difference. So I try not to allow that to happen. Coach, what's your trust level at with Gavin heading into the Maryland game? Very high. Yeah, I thought Gavin played his best game as a Rutgers player on Saturday. Um, just, you know, we played against the number two ranked defense in America. They lead the nation in sacks. Gavin stood in there, delivered the ball well. You know, the, the thing that glares is the three turnovers. Well, you know, the one, as I said, the guy beat him to the to the back of his drop, so I, I'm not sure what he's supposed to do there. Uh, the second one was on a mesh, and I'm not going to get into the particulars on that. And then the interception is a tough one. They kind of got us. You know, they did a good job. Could we have avoided it? Sure. But, you know, they're on scholarship too. They're a good team. So, But from an execution standpoint, Gavin played his best game as a Rutgers player against Penn State. Now what I'm hopeful for is now we go and do it again and take a little little step in the Maryland game. Because if he does that, we're going to be in a good place. Coach, you know the goal every week is to go 1-0. and What would it mean if the goal, if to go 1-0 and this week also meant you set the Big Ten record, or Big Ten program record for most wins in the season? Yeah, you're right. It is, Richie, to go 1-0. and And uh, whatever that leads to, but I, no, nobody's naive to the fact what it leads to, right? It leads to a uh, a winning record, it leads to winning the most Big Ten games at Rutgers. And I, and I told these guys, that you have a chance. It's not national, national championship history, but right now it's history for Rutgers. And it's part of the climb, right? It's part of what we're doing. And uh, they're aware of it. Yeah, so I think it would be great. But the reality is that's something nice to think about for a second. And then you better fix your sights on the job that you have to do and the preparation you have to do. Because without that, there's no chance of the result being what you want. So that's kind of how we do it. Last 
year you ended the season at Maryland and what was probably the roughest game that you had last year. Is that something that gets brought up with the team that, that you talk about and kind of add to some of that juice? No, that feels like literally 10 years ago. Things were so different then. Um, at that point, I mean, you could tell after that game, I was just, I need to get away a little bit. Um, but that was a long culmination of a lot of things that happened in that season. I feel so different right now going into this game. Uh, I'm encouraged, excited more than I've ever been about our team. Um, yes, it's been three tough weeks, but it is my job to look at the development and not the big picture every day, but the development. Are we developing? Because at the end of the day, that's my job. And I know if we keep getting better, eventually that's going to be good enough. But if you don't, right, one day going in the wrong direction, that takes a lot of work just to get back to where you were. And I can't allow that. So that's why, you know, you'll, if you're out at practice, you'll hear me say, the standard is the standard. I mean, we're just never going to lower the standard. Um, will we reach it every day? Maybe not. But it's always going to be there. Uh, and it's only going to get higher as we get better. So. Coach, you talked uh, a moment ago about Gavin Wimpson, how you said you felt he had his best game as a Rutgers quarterback. What have you seen from him you know, leading up over the course of the season to put him in position to have that kind of a performance throwing the football? I think he's really, really beginning to understand the preparation necessary. Um, and he's always been a guy that prepares. But it, it, to play quarterback at this level, I don't think anybody understands unless they, they've done it or they've coached it. It's really, really detailed. And there's so many things you have to make split-second decisions on. Um, you know, most people can't do it on a video game. Forget do it live when you might get smashed in the back of the head. So um, I think it's underestimated. I've said it so many times, and I think people just say, oh, he's just saying that to protect the quarterbacks. To me, it's the most difficult thing to do in sport. And some would argue, well, if you have to pitch a whole game, yeah, but no one's trying to hit you in the back of the head when you're pitching, right? You have to do all this stuff, and every guy on the other color jersey is trying to keep you from doing it. Some of them by hitting you, some of them by covering the guys you're throwing to, some of them by trying to trick you. Um, so I think playing quarterback is, is a tremendous responsibility, a tremendously huge job, and I think Gavin's getting better at it every week. So Brian, and then Ricky, not to look too far ahead, but Fans are starting to look at bowl projections and what it could be. I'm wondering, do you look at any of that stuff, and do you have any role as far as talking to reps? Are you lobbying for any certain bowls? And a quick follow-up, if you can give us your Thanksgiving plate, we'd really appreciate it. I'm just curious what Greg Schiano eats on Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving plate and bowl projections. I don't really look at that very much. The thing, as you guys know, I get excited about bowl games because we get more practice. And... You know, one of the things that allows winning teams to continue to be winning teams is additional practice opportunities. So that's what excites me the most. I want the kids to always have a great time in the bowl, and we'll talk more about that next week. But, um, yeah, that's about the extent that I think about it. There's other people that, I, that work for us that handle that stuff, and they do a good job. Um, Thanksgiving plate, kind of traditionalist, you know, but when you're Italian, you throw in just a little bit of pasta in there, but otherwise it's pretty traditional. And take the most, uh, the biggest steps and the most progress over the course of this season now that we're 11 games into it? I think technically and understanding what they're supposed to do. I mean, during the season, 
you're not really making tremendous strength gains. We try to make minimal strength gains. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. But really, it's about a technical, tech, you know, to technique, and then understanding what defenses are doing. And the more you face different defenses, I think they build a library of things that they can then go back to, hey, this is like what Iowa did, or this is what Indiana did. Uh, I think that's critical for O-lines. Um, and you know what kind of has solidified is five that have played together the back half of the year. Um, you know, that helps a little bit too. And we have certain guys that will sub for now and again. Um, but yeah, we're, we're making progress again, not as fast as we'd like. Uh, that's, that's at every position. But look, we're, we're encouraged. We are. We just got to keep, keep pounding, keep chopping at it. Um, our band, our band is playing the Macy's Day Parade, which is really cool. So to them, I want to I wanna wish them luck for a great performance. And uh, to you guys, some of you I'll see before, but if I don't, hope you have a great Thanksgiving and uh, definitely see you on Saturday. Thanks.